I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The World Series whimsical Winnie. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, who are you taking? World Series. Let's go. Reds are not in it. Look, Game, you want to do yeah. some World Series talk in the first like two minutes? Reds aren't in it. Rangers aren't in it. I don't really care. I guess Dodgers, but I guess I'll take the Dodgers. It's the it's the Dodgers bullpen their era is just incredible it's a number it's definitely a number it's great over this past month and now i don't know much about it besides clayton kershaw dallas guy did you know that kershaw and matt stafford went (laughs) to high high school together (laughs) went to high school together that's the that's the del curry is seth curry's dad of (laughs) of backstories that they always tell by the way it it is being played in arlington right by dallas though so that is very true we're very close from uh the astros being back which we're all glad that they're not are now that we're like a day removed was the aaron gordon take yesterday too hot or <laughs> the I we knew I knew as soon as you said it that the Maxi is better than Aaron Gordon take would not go very far with lots of people. It didn't go very far with me, but uh, you you stuck to your guns. I was surprised you put that out on Twitter again because usually hot takes like that you kind of you don't usually want to deal with all the Twitter buzz. But I'll take it. I'll take all the heat from Aaron. If you're in the Aaron Gordon hive, hats <laughs> off to you because you haven't had much to cheer for in. <laughs> Uh, over the past, I don't know, five years he's been a in the dunk league. contest. When's the last time he was in the dunk contest? Yes, the dunk contest that he gets robbed in. But no, I mean, I still stick to it. My whole thing about it is if you're talking about a one on one competition at a local park, I'll take Aaron Gordon over Maxi in that. Sure. But if you're talking about the role that he's going to play and that his skill set is supposed to play, I don't think Aaron Gordon's the top two player on any team. Heck, I don't even think he's a top three player on any team. I think he's like a four through six player on a team. And that, I mean, you're being, you're hoping at that. But whoever trades for him, and I think he thinks, I think some people think, but I was at least validated a little bit when I listened to Lowe and Bill. I finally listened to that pod today, and Lowe was like, yeah. The uh, the the petals have fallen off the rose around the league. I'm like, all right, thank you. I uh, I feel better about that. But the things that you're asking Maxi to do in Dallas is shooting three, shoot threes, defend on the perimeter, defend at all, and then rebound slash roll. And I just would simply take Maxi at eight eight million dollars. I think I would take him shooting and defending over Aaron Gordon's shooting and defending. Yeah, that's a different conversation than saying that Maxi is a better player than Aaron. Okay, Gordon. take the take the money out of it, but it's like. <laughs> Okay, Aaron Gordon is a better ball handler who can pull up and shoot a shot. How many teams want Aaron Gordon to be their ball handler and a secondary creator? I don't on any he's a, team. He's a better wing defender. He's more athletic. He's better in transition. See, think, like, there's other up, things that he is. I think that's up for debate about his wing defense. I think Maxie's a good wing defender against some of these big perimeter guys. I think He's he just is. limited because of the foot speed. Aaron Gordon has better foot speed than him. Okay. It's just, I mean, Maybe. it's just... That's the that's the point, but yeah. he's I, he's not all, he's not all Gordon. defense, right? Like Maxie's probably an overall better defender, 
because he can defend the rim and he can like defend somebody, somebody replied to me today and said he's the most like versatile wing defender or like defender in the league besides Draymond. I'm like, well, we're getting out of hand at this point. I mean, come <laughs> on. Has Aaron Gordon ever been even thought of? Has he gotten votes for all t- all defense? I mean, am I missing an all first team or second team defense in his career? Career? <laughs> Am I missing something? I don't. We, I just don't we get need it. Philip. We need Philip Rossman Reich to come on from uh, Locked On Magic to set us straight on this conversation. But uh, before we continue to go on this this debate about Aaron Gordon, I want to actually get into what we're going to talk about today, which is we're going back to our draft profiles. 18th pick targets that are going to be wings: Sadiq Bay, Aaron Neesmith, Desmond Bain, Patrick Williams, Josh Green. We're focusing on all those guys today. Those are the ones. Uh, there are others. There's a bunch of wing prospects you can get at 18. Some of these guys may be available at 31. A lot of them won't, but there's a bunch of them. We decided to just do these five today. So I have one guy, guys, that is literally my favorite. I'm all in. I think he's the perfect guy for Dallas to draft. And I texted with one of his assistant coaches in college tonight and got some uh, got some little insider knowledge on him, on Ooh. just what he, th- what he thinks about him and being around him and stuff a lot. So there I'm excited. Go. There you go. So we're going to be talking about those guys. Let's start with uh, let's start with Sadiq Bay. That's the first one that came to mind for me. Sadiq Bay, 6'8", 216 pounds, a 6'10 wingspan. He's going to be 21 years old at the time of the draft, coming out of Villanova. The ringer one sentence says that he's ideal 3 and D wing with versatility on both ends, plus he makes an impact even if he's not scoring. Ugh, music to my ears, just that whole sentence. It's exactly what the Mavs need. He's a good spot-up shooter with lightning-quick release, comfortable score off the dribble and off movement. He can take a pull-up or run off of a simple screen. He's a really good defender. Versatile defender, capable of matching up across different positions due to his blend of size and agility. He also sets the tone with his intensity. His weaknesses, he's not really an explosive player, lacks a quick first step. Um, And he's also, his shooting is kind of a smaller sample. He shot 37% from three with 3.6 attempts per game as a freshman, 45.1% per game. Mm, Say say that again. Tell me again. 45.1% from three with 5.6 attempts per game as a sophomore. That's a pretty good sample size for me. I don't know what the ringer's talking about here. Uh, Availability. The ringer had him at 18 in their guide. ESPN mocked him at 18, which is where the Mavericks are. The Athletic mocked him at 16, and then Tankathon had him at 13. So right in that area, some some even have the Mavs taking him. This is a guy I would be totally fine with the Mavs taking. This is the first guy that came up that we've done. We did guards for 18, you know, last time. This is, you know, the first wing we're doing. I'm totally fine. I'd be, like, ready and excited if Sadiq Bey was coming to, to Dallas. Nick, you started with my guy. Oh, I picked your guy. I didn't even know who it was. I know. We didn't even talk about it. We didn't even talk about the players that in what order we were going to do, but this is my guy. And I would go as far as saying that I would package 31 with 18 to Ooh. move up to get Sadiq Bay. We'll do I, another pod on on trade-up packages and stuff like that. But, yeah, this is a guy that I would be all in on. This is a guy that can come in and he can right away come in and like Matisse Tybel, you know, come in and, and like participate <laughs> and be good. In rotation. Exactly. He is every bit of that. And I want a guy that when we talked about RJ Hampton, he's going to take time. I think RJ will be fine in the league, but he's Mm going to take time. We need somebody. If you're going to bring a rookie to camp, we, you know, I don't know if they're going to bring two rookies to camp. I, I don't, I would say not, but if they bring one rookie to camp, I want it to be a guy who can play right now. 
When you look at Jalen Brunson, Brunson was not your average rookie. He put in years at Villanova. He was a four-year guy at Villanova. We have another four-year guy on this list we're going to talk about today. Sadiq Bey, though, is 21. He put in two years, two years at Villanova Mm -hmm. under Jay Wright. We have talked about how much Jay Wright, Mavericks, I guess we've talked about it some. I don't know, have we? But Jay Wright... um, has a lot of fa- has fans in, the, in in Dallas, and uh, they have close ties with Jay Wright. Obviously, the Jalen Brunson stuff, every every bit of that. I texted uh, this this evening because once I started looking into Sadiq Bay, I started looking at all of his numbers. I mean, gosh, his synergy numbers. I mean, you you just want to drool. I, I open up his offensive <laughs> synergy numbers, and we talk about these ratings and these categories that. You know they'll put in there under synergy and the excellent below average all this stuff and it's like his offensive category spot up excellent pick and roll ball handler excellent transition excellent and like oh my gosh let's go and I know we talk about catch and shoot numbers a lot when it comes to prospects or anybody but that's what matters when you have somebody like Luca it's like hey can you fit next to Luca and play with Luca his catch and shoot numbers. Are you ready for this? On guarded, guarded catch-and-shoot shots. He has an excellent rating at 1.4 points per possession, shooting 68% in unguarded catch-and-shoot shots. Well, I said 60. That's average field goal percentage. 46% on guarded catch-and-shoot shots. Unguarded, he's at 53%. on. (laughs) This dude plays defense. But anyway... Uh, shoots outside shot. I texted uh, this afternoon with uh, an assistant coach at Villanova, and I just said it was just really simple. I said, like, "Hey, I'm talking about Sadiq Bay. I really, I really like what I've seen. I was spent this evening watched de- decent amount of tape. I mean, for an evening, and I was like, hey, what can you tell me about him in inside this Villanova system? What do you say about him?' And I'm just gonna direct quote. He said, "Extremely competitive and coachable. He can do just about anything from posting mm. up to isolating and shooting off the dribble and catch." I would say his ability to get by defenders, which this goes with your point, his ability to get by defenders to the rim is probably where he needs to improve, but he used his height and body control, similar to Jalen's control of pace, to stop and shoot over defenders. He is a guy that every good team has on their roster in mm. one form or the other. Or the other. Um, I went on to say I really like him. I don't know if he's going to make it to Dallas, and he's like, Hard to see him getting to Dallas uh, as far as lasting the 18. But I absolutely love Sadiq Bey. He is my guy that I want to go after more than anybody in the draft. He fits everything you want in a draft pick. He's an older rookie, the 3 and D type of thing. He can handle the ball too. He's built. He's got it all. Bring me Sadiq Bey to Dallas. That's who I want. That's who we are in on. All right, coming up, let's get into some more picks. We'll do some more deep dives later in the draft season. Uh, on some of these guys. So let's get into some more guys. Desmond Bain, Josh Green, Aaron Naismith, Patrick Williams. We'll talk about those guys coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let's get into one of our favorite snacks, one of our favorite meal replacements, breakfast, Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate. This is not like your crunchy, you know, like too chunky that you don't really like it. Like this is a, a perfectly smooth protein bar they're delicious you wouldn't even if you just gave this to somebody without the wrapping i think they would just think it was a candy bar right yeah, like they yeah. wouldn't even they wouldn't even know that it was a protein bar 18 incredible flavors they're soft and easy to chew low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet for example the peanut butter is 19 grams of protein 180 calories 5 grams of sugar 5 grams of net carbs 
That's pretty good for a bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into our next prospect. Let's go Desmond Bain. This is a guy that our friend Mavs Draft said that was his pick to be the guy that the Mavs would pick at 18. This is the one he liked the most. He's 6'5 or 6'6. We'll see if he gets that measurement. I've seen both places, but let's go with 6'6, 215 pounds. He has this wingspan of 6'5, which is kind of a, a negative. He's, you know, a square or just, even has a negative square. A negative wingspan. He's going to be 22 years old at the time of the draft. He went to TCU. The Ringers one sentence says, High IQ guard who plays hard. Has ar- He already has a veteran skill set and projects favorably as a rotation player. Great shooter, knockdown shooter who thrives running off of screens, using manipulative moves to shake loose from defenders. He's a quick release. It's a little bit unorthodox, though. He kind of has it. You know, like in front of his head instead of higher up. It's not as high as some releases, but it it goes down. I mean, he's absolutely crazy three-point numbers. He's a decent finisher. He has really good defensive fundamentals, according to the ringer. Sits down in a stance and is rapidly reacts to cuts off of drives. Strong frame, quick hands. He has versatility. That length is going to kind of hold him back. He also kind of has a lack of burst or quick step, sort of the same thing. Plus the short arms, it's always a thing. It's like it's like hand size with quarterbacks. You always talk about hand size with yeah. quarterbacks. It's like arm wingspan for guys like this. Uh, and then defensive versatility is questionable. Availability. The ringer has him at 20. ESPN has him mocked at 41. It's kind of surprising, kind of surprising to me, but they have him all the way down there. The Athletic mocked him at 21, and then Tankathon had him at 28. Uh, so he could potentially be available for the Mavs at 31 as well. But because he's up at 20 for a couple of those sites, we decided to put him at the 18. Uh, Sam Vecini said sources around the league have begun um, noting that they'd be surprised if he got out of the first round at this point. And that was about a week ago. So that's where they think he is. What do you think about Desmond Bain? I like him. You know, he fits that. Um kind of the Jalen Brunson mold he played four years that's who I was alluding to while I go and I said hey we have another guy on this list um who's kind of an older um let me say is it right to say a veteran rookie but uh you know, 22 years old yeah he would be stepping in and being older than Luca on day one so that would be <laughs> that'd be kind of weird you yeah. know um but you know yeah like you said four years at TCU you know he shot 44 percent from three last year in college I think this is crazy in his four years on almost 600 total three-pointers uh, in his college career, he shot over 43% from three. Man. And uh, it's really, really dang good. I think one of the – I want to give him – I guess it was the ringer. I don't know who it was. Compared him to Malcolm Brogdon, and I really like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a ringer. Um, yeah, just every – I think Brogdon has a longer wingspan uh, yep. than, than Bain Better playmaker. Does, also, one of, uh, one of the drafts, uh, which they've seen way more tape on this guy than I have, uh, the question is like athleticism, and I think he's underrated at- athletically. I think he's a pretty dang good athlete, and I think he's I think his upper body is kind of more built for a guard. Um, but anyway, I, I like him a lot. I like Sadiq Bay more, um, just for the size and length, you know, Sadiq Bay, I think, like you said, you know, he's six, eight with a six ten wingspan. I like that more, uh, if we're being picky, you know, if they're both on the board, I would take Bay over Bain, uh, Bain being six, you know, six, six with that six, five, six, six wingspan is a little square ish. Um, but the, it's not like a, that's not the, you know, like the age thing. I, you know, my, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to draft is when somebody looks at it and is like, ah, oh, he's 21. 
you know, that <laughs> lacks the upside. And it just pisses me off when people like Mikael Bridges or Brandon Clark drop in drafts because of freaking age. I'm like, Brunson. Yeah, well, Brunson, it's like, these guys are good. Like, Brandon Clark should have never dropped to where he dropped because of his freaking age. Like, it's so stupid. But anyway, um, I like Bain. Yeah, I like Bain a lot. I think he play with Luka. He obviously hits the outside shot. And he gives you a little bit more playmaking, ball in his hands. He had a ball in his hands way more at TCU than Bay did at Villanova. So, I, you know, if you want a little bit more playmaking, uh, you know, I guess you would get get that more from Bain than than Bay. But I would rather have the six eight Bay over Bay. Nothing. Bay. <laughs> Bay, Bay. If they could take both of these guys, like one with eighteen and one with thirty one, yeah, I'd be, be so nice. happy, right? I'd be so happy with this draft that they were able to do that. I, th- I see Desmond Bain. He's he's not going to be your, you know, your long wing defender like your Mikael Bridges, like your uh, Aaron Gordon <laughs> or whoever you want. Yeah. But he's going to be more like. So the Lakers had a bunch of guards like this, like Danny Green, he's got Alex Caruso, Avery Bradley. He's going to be in that kind of mold more so than your wing defender, which is something that you know the Mavs would want. Uh, I like Bay a little bit better than Bain, but a lot of people like him, and I can see why he's uh, he's definitely an option for the Mavericks. All right. Let's move on to Josh Green. He's 6'6", 206 pounds, 6'10", wingspan. He's going to be 20 years old at the time of the draft, went to Arizona. The ringer's one sentence. He fits into any roster as a 3 and D wing who understands his role as a shooter, slasher, and cutter. Perfect. Perfect. That's, that's exactly what you want. Uh, his strengths, he's a good spot of three-point shooter who uh, boasts the touch to hit easy pull-ups. NBA scouts and coaches who played Arizona this year raved about Green's defensive ability. He's terrific on the ball with great skill for taking out multiple different types of players. Some weaknesses, he only took 2.8 three-point attempts per game. He did, and he only shot 44.9% on two-point shots, which I I saw as kind of a a disadvantage as well. He also just recently underwent, you know, surgery to repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder. That was in 2019. Uh, the ringer has him at 25. ESPN mocked him at 22. The Athletic had him at 22 as well. Tanklon had him a little higher at 16. What did you think about Josh Green? So I think Josh Green is in kind of a similar mold as Patrick Williams that we'll talk about in a second. I think that he'll take a little bit, a little bit more time. You know, he is a little bit younger. He is 19. Um, I think out of these guys that we're all talking about, I think he could be the best defender out of the group, and he could be the best athlete out of the group. But a weird thing about this is, you know, obviously you go and watch, you know, uh, Josh Green highlights and you're like, all right, this dude can finish over anybody. He can throw it down, all this stuff. But kind of like talking about laying the same vein as Lonzo Ball, it's super kind of weird when you look at his around the basket numbers. And I'm like, for a guy that's so athletic as him and he gets into the paint and does this thing, he only shot 37% on shots around the basket. Uh, Synergy gives him a poor... Uh, poor rating that he's in the eighth percentile in college basketball and shots around the basket. Uh, he just he didn't really convert around the basket. That's kind of worrisome a little bit. Uh, not you know not a huge thing, but um, but yeah, six six sixteen six ten wingspan. Uh, I, I want to. There was some high school story about him coming out. I know he was a highly rated guy. I don't know if he jumped classes or not. I should look in back when he was coming out of high school because I remember him out of high school and his going through his whole college recruitment and all that stuff. But super springy, super athletic. Uh, I like him. I really like him defensively. If you go and watch like some of his defensive tape, you get really excited about it. It's just one of those things where 
if all the other guys are off the board and you're looking at Josh Green, and we didn't even preface this at the beginning of the pot, this is the this is the group, this is the position that we want Dallas to really go after with this eighth. If they keep the 18th pick, we did a pot on Monday about guards. We like the we like some of the guards, but the wing is where they should be. So I think where it gets into is like, hey, I like Bay, I like Bain more than Josh Green, I like both of those guys more than Josh Green. But if both of those guys are off the board and you're looking at Josh Green. Even though he's younger and I think he'll take a little bit more time. And you're looking at Josh Green versus, I don't know, one of the guards, Tyrell, Tyrell Terry. I'm on, I want Josh Green. You know, even though if it's going to take a little bit more time, I want Josh Green over him. So I like Josh Green. I just like some of these other guys a little bit more. Yeah. One of my questions is, and I haven't watched enough to know, how's he different than Josh Reeves, right? Like coming in, he's kind of, mm. they're kind of that same sort of mold. And so, uh, well, defense- he's, he's a little bit bigger for sure. Little bigger defensively, seems like people really, really like him. He has that, you know, over the other two guys we mentioned. Not as good as of a three point shooter, so he's not exactly the perfect prospect for the Mavericks as the other two guys kind of were, but definitely a viable option. Somebody that the Mavericks should go after. We'll talk about two more guys Aaron Neesmith, Patrick Williams, uh, that the Mavericks could target with the 18th pick. We're talking about wings today coming up next, but before we do, Isaac Harris. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life as well, but if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not be your best self. If you want help and you need help and you know that you need it, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe medicine that you need. It can help you get better. Why would your health not be on the top of your to-do list? With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. To get started, simply go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be hard to talk about, but now it's really discreet with Roman. You just contact somebody that knows what they're talking about. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn to get up to $50 off your first month of VD treatment or free uh, online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. Get GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the last two wings we're going to go over today. Aaron Neesmith. Oh, six, yeah. Si- let's go. I'm all about him, too. But I like <laughs> Bay a little bit better. But, okay, so is it Neesmith or Naismith? I don't know. I'm probably I'm probably saying this. I have a, I have one of those things where once I start saying names, I have this just fear in the back of my mind that I'm saying it wrong and that somebody's going to tweet me because one somebody, time somebody so, will tweet us for sure. One time somebody tweeted me the actual pronunciation of a player's name with like a YouTube video that they had recorded and put, put up. So they actually recorded it. Uh, but I, I will go with Neesmith. It, it might be wrong, but. Um, Aaron Neesmith, 6'6", 213, 6'10", wingspan. Mm. Uh, the Athletics had a near 7-foot wingspan, so it, it's, it's somewhere in between there. He's going to be 21 years old at the time of the draft, went to Vanderbilt. The Ringer's one-sentence guide on him says, possesses a flamethrower jump shot. He yes, projects he easily as a high-end role player, though he f- flashes raw ability off the dribble. 52.2% from three. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just, let me. His last year on. at Vanderbilt. Mike. Unlimited range, spaces the floor by demanding a defense's attention, understands his role, and excels within it. Great screener, executes plays, takes smart shots, keeps the ball moving. That's what I love to hear. Competitive on-ball defender with some improved fundamentals and athleticism. He could become far more versatile. He's an intelligent defender, according to the Ringer. Though he's not a great athlete, his positioning makes him a different uh, deterrent at the nail and around the rim. Uh, he struggles finishing at the rim against length and contact. Not really much of a lever. He's prone to get his shot blocked or heavily altered. His man-to-man defense needs work. He's slow laterally and would struggle against speedy guards. Improving his 
uh, pliability would help him. Availability, the ringer had him at 19. ESPN mocked him at 11. The Athletic mocked him at 13. So he may not be available for the Mavs, but this dude can flat out shoot the ball. This guy. Wow. <laughs> this um, guy. What? Going and watching some of the, Okay, first off, they got a little uh, little insider baseball uh, source here with the uh, Neesmith, the Mavericks do, because his head coach at Vandy is none other than Jerry Stackhouse. So yeah, he got a, little, got a little connection there. You know, Stackhouse at least can uh, speak a little bit to that. Uh, I think the ringer can, put him... They can at least tell him if it's Neesmith or Naismith. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, we need to know how to say his name. But um, I think the athletic said he's a bigger buddy healed. And honestly, I didn't even read the, uh, not the athletic, uh, the ringer. And mm. I didn't even read the ringer, like the, their bio of him until after I watched footage of him today. And, and I was, he's number 24. So it, it, it does like at least bring the similarities a little bit. And I was yeah. sitting there watching it saying, dang, it's like buddy. It's like a taller buddy. This is wild. And then yeah. I see that on the ringer. It's, it's funny, dude, this, this dude moves so well off the ball. That's the thing that like gets me. It's like I know everybody's focusing on Duncan Robinson and how he's doing that now, but like JJ Reddick, you know, did that. Ray Allen did that. Like these really good shooters. It's, and we see how that helped Miami with Hero and Duncan Robinson. You got to be able to move off the ball. And this dude, Jerry Stackhouse, how he drew up stuff to bring to for this guy to come off screens and get these open threes. And some of these threes were like Duncan Robinson and Reddick in this way of dude was like shooting these threes like off balance and everything. Those are the threes that you're like, dang, like you can, you that can change an offense. Yeah. And there's a difference between Neesmith and Tyrell Terry. If we're talking about shooting, man, give me Neesmith. Cause like Tyrell Terry, Terry can hit those shots some, but it's like the difficulty that Neesmith was hitting on some of these shots. Like that's, that's the thing at his size. I mean, you talk about a synergy page in shooting numbers. This guy shot 35% on shots off the dribble guarded catch and shoot shots, which we care about playing next to Luca 47%. Check out this number unguarded catch and shoot shots. 65%. Wow. <laughs> In the hundredth percentile of college basketball. That's like a Excellent. QB completion rating. Yes. His offensive numbers are insane. Now here's the thing with him. He's not the best with the ball in his hands. So it's like, if you're looking at somebody like Desmond Bain versus, I don't know. And it's perfectly fine. Like Desmond Bain, you'd give the ball and you say, Hey, I can, I can let you like go do your thing for a little bit. Neesmith, you're not going to like do that with, but when you have a guy who can shoot like this and can come off screens and hit like this. Yes. So he is, if Sadiq Bay is one a for me, Neesmith is one B. I just don't think there's just no way. I think Neesmith could be like, people are looking at him like a Tyler Hero. I think they could. Or like Cam Johnson. Yeah, somebody like that. I think we could see a team in the top 10, top 11, pull it, you know, Aaron Neesmith, pick eight, and everybody's going to be like, whoa. And it's like, no, because this dude can shoot the freaking lights out. So I hope he's there for Dallas. I I absolutely love him. He's he's awesome. Yeah, we're right up there. We're both loving it. Let's go to our last guy, Patrick Williams, 6'8", 225 pounds, 6'11", wingspan. He'll be 19 years old at the time of the draft, went to Florida State. The ringer's one sentence on him is, versatile offensive threat who can serve as a shot creator or as a screener. He can fill a range of roles. He's efficient at the rim score. 
Uses either hand with his athletic frame. Good playmaker for his size due to his solid handle and excellent passing vision. Uh, Does the little things, cutting, screening, rebounding, all that kind of stuff. Smart athletic team defender who communicates and disrupts actions with timely help defense. He's still developing as a spot-up shooter, so he's not super good there. Um, But he has pretty good form. 84% free throw shooter. Struggles off the catch with a low, slow release. He's uh, (laughs) He told told 50 turnovers. And uh, 29 assists his last year there at Florida State. Not very good. He's a stiff man-to-man defender without the versatility to reliably switch onto guards and wings. Uh, so not really great. The ringer has him at 16. ESPN mocks him at 12. The Athletic had him at 11. Tankathon had him at 14. So this is the one guy that I don't really get. Maybe I'm, I'm missing something, but what am I missing on Patrick Williams? I just I would not want the Mavs. I, he would be fifth on my list of these five guys. I don't it, it's just all about potential. This dude is literally the youngest dude in the entire draft. He played 1 year at Florida State. He didn't start a single game at Florida State. So, it's just one of those things where it's a super young freshman, but he literally has all the tools and physical body that you would want in the NBA. I think I think there's probably some people that look at it and say, "Oh, is this Isaac, you know, Jonathan Isaac 2.0? Mm. Same school, Florida State." Same kind of like intrigue, you know, as far as like his bigger six eight six eleven wingspan. Yeah, um, he's just really raw, and he, he, like I said, he didn't even start a single game at Florida State. But as a, you, he's the guy that you look at and say, man, in the NBA, you know, five years from now, this dude could be something in in the league. It's just who's going to take him and develop him? Is it going to be a San Antonio? Is it going to be, you know, I don't think you're you're a good playoff team is not going to take him and give him. You know, twenty minutes a night. You know, a night off the bench. You're just not going to do that. Like I said, he's 18. Um, I worry a little bit. Just yeah, just that. Yeah, I I hate saying I worry about things when the dude's 18, but I think he's more of a four than a, than a three. It, yeah. Just the stuff I was watching. It seemed like he was a little bit slow on the perimeter. Uh, dude has uh, dude has massive thighs for <laughs> a dude that is. I, he wears the short shorts, but the dude, everything. Him and Carson Edwards should join a club. Everything physically about this guy is so impressive. When you read different things about Patrick Williams, some people say, man, this dude's just like flying up the draft boards because in a draft that you don't have some of these superstars at the very top, and just like any draft, when you have a guy as young as this guy is, who's going to take the flyer, you know? Because if you're setting there anywhere from eight to 18, and you have different guys out there, and you're like, well, dang, I got this guy who's going to take some years, but this dude could legit be something. He's got all the athletic ability, all the you know tangibles physically to make it happen. Um, small thing that I did point out that I thought was kind of impressive, 42% of shots off the dribble. And there were some shots that like just surprised me. Just a guy like that, you might think he's just a three and knee guy, but dude can put the ball on the floor and pull up right in somebody's face. Of course, you can pull up in somebody's face when you're six eight with a six eleven wingspan. Not very many people can block that shot when you're shooting off the dribble, but um, pretty good at eighteen to be able to do that already. So I'm like you. I like I like him. I think for I don't think he's there for Dallas. I think somebody swings no. for him before he even gets there. But he's just one of those guys where I think he's too young. And if Dallas is taking somebody 18, I think it's somebody that's a little bit older, somebody can step in day one, somebody like a Sadiq Bay, somebody like a Desmond Bain or Aaron Naismith. Aaron Naismith is 20, so it's something like that. So, yeah, I like Patrick Williams, but really raw. Let's rank these guys. I think we have Sadiq Bay one, Naismith two, Bain three, Bain three, Green four. You could switch Bain and Green for me. It just depends on the day, but 
Yeah, that's what. And then Patrick Williams five. I think that's the order that I would have them in for the maps. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah, Williams and Green's kind of a toss up for me because just that six eleven wingspan. Which I mean, Josh Green has a six you know six ten wingspan too, but uh, he's a little bit bigger than Josh Green. I don't know. I go back and forth on that. But I, see, I take Josh Green way more because that that note from San Vicini, NBA scout. You know, scouts and coaches who played Arizona raved about his defensive ability. Terrific on the ball with great skill for taking on multiple different types of players. That's the one. That's, that's a true. one skill, right? Whereas you talk about Patrick Williams, and it's all about the potential for his defense, right? Where yeah. I take the guy that's a good defender right now. So that that's I think Josh Green here. could guard quicker guards. I think Josh Green could do better against a CJ McCollum compared to like someone like Patrick Williams. I think Patrick Williams could do yeah. better against some of these like bigger fours. But yeah, yeah. LeBron, yeah, either, you know, somebody e- like that. Exactly. Either way, Sadiq Bay is one uh, for me. Then I put Neesmith, 1A, 1B, and then I have Desmond Bain at three by himself. Give me them shooters. Give me the yes, shooters. shooters. We're in. Let's go. Let's bring them on. There you go. That's our guards. We have more that we'll probably get to with the 18th pick, and then we'll obviously do the 31st pick coming up, but we'll do bigs next. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Yo. Or the wing stop. It is about to go down. Louisiana rub, too. <laughs> mm. Extra rub. Break's over, Jalen. Back to set. Showtime. Is it lunchtime? I need some more of those Louisiana rub. Extra rub.